Hello, listener. With the recent death of George Floyd and the protests happening in America, I wanted to bring you a special two-part episode talking about Black Lives Matter, what it might be for some and what it looks like for most. I have a special guest by the name of Robert Gonzalez sharing his story. Enjoy the show. I'm looking for the freedom. Somebody got it. They say we treat it equal. Somebody lying. Come on. Eric Garner. I'm looking for the freedom. Somebody got it. They say we treat it equal. Somebody lying. Come on. Michael Brown. Amir Rice. Looking at our recent history. We got a problem, been hanging us for centuries. Nobody's watching, either caught up in systems or hanging close to the jail. We see the prisoners living when we can't post no bail. All designed to fail, we wear that criminal well. They say you're screaming for help, they turn their back, oh well. Mm. They laughing at our pain, love to see us all struggling, grouped together in chains. Mm. The knowledge in the game, what's the point if you can't play? What's the point of your own dreams if everything in our reality is in the way? I'm looking for the freedom. Somebody got it. They say we treat it equal. Somebody lying. Come on. I'm looking for the freedom. Somebody got it. They say we treat it equal. Inconsistently consistent podcast. I'm Eric, better known as Everything Real is Known. I got a special guest with me today. Robert Gonzalez. So he reached, uh, recently reached out to me and asked me a question, uh, which kind of started this whole thing. Um, he asked me, what did Black Lives Matter mean? So I wanted to dive a little bit of deep into your background first yeah. before we kind of got there um, to that question and what prompted uh, the conversation before we had, you were telling me a story about what happened before you prompted the question yeah, to me. Perfect. So, so, so we will we will just call him a celebrity. Okay. Um, posted a picture with him wearing a shirt saying "I can't breathe." Okay. Under that are a bunch of comment threads. One of them says "Black Lives Matter." Mm -hmm. I agree. They do but don't all lives. And that's what I put on there. Mm -hmm. Not understanding the context, you know, or not being able to perceive it, I guess, the way she perceived it. Yeah. The lady started going on on me and calling me cracker, a honky, you don't understand, you know, and then with her going in and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm racist, I need to go sleep with my, my sister. And, and it's like, you know, wow. you know, Go go screw yourself with a pitchfork, you know, go back to Alabama, your cousin's waiting for you. And it was just ridiculous. And at that point, I didn't chime back. I just let it be. Mm -hmm. Didn't delete the comment, just let it be. Father was part of the Aryan Brotherhood. Okay. Mind you, I was taken away from my, my mom and dad when I was five months old. Okay. So I have nothing to do with that crap okay. whatsoever. Okay. There was one comment growing up that my father said, and his name is Samuel Curry. He is still a good friend of mine today. And we were friends at eight, 
eight years old when this incident happened. Okay. Samuel came to the door, asked if I could come out and play basketball. My dad said, Robert can't play with any, and then he used the N-word. My grandmother slapped him across the face, told him to leave, and I've never seen my dad since that day. Wow. Okay, so, so my biggest thing is, yeah. is, is, is since, you, since we, when we went to the Aryan Nation, mm-hmm. we went to where your dad, uh, where your dad is from, and mm-hmm. what, what type of learning he learned, my biggest thing is I, I just don't understand how one race can hate another race just based off of skin color. I never got that. I never understood that. Uh, I, honestly, I, I don't have an answer either. I just think they're airheaded and they just think they're better than everybody. I mean, that's the only answer I could possibly ever come up with because mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean, do you, you feel like do you feel like they feel like they're a superior race? No, not at all. Okay. Not not at all. I think, and this is my opinion. I think we're all made, you know, to be in God's image. Absolutely. You know, um, just because you're darker than me doesn't make you any spe- more special than me. Right. Just like me being white doesn't make me more special than you. Right. And then I know that I have responsible friends that can that can explain it to me, mm-hmm. and not sugarcoat it, not be dramatic about it, not that. It's not a dramatic situation, right? But give it to me straight. Hey, look, man. When you're thinking of this, this is where you need to walk on this topic. Right. This is what you. Yeah. This is what you need to know. Because I mean, I right. I'll tell you right now. My favorite athlete is Jason Terry. I know that's absolutely random. (laughs) I got him tat. I got his jersey number tattooed on my arm with the Dallas Mavericks jersey. Okay. Okay. So. For for yeah. somebody first off to call me racist, yeah, quite hilarious in, in my opinion. Okay, so how did it how did it make you feel? Oh, I, I was pissed off because again, jumping back into my story, yeah, um, I went to a predominantly you know black school, mm-hmm. you know Mexican and black school mm-hmm. in Hawthorne Elementary, okay, and Emerson Elementary. Mm-hmm. I went to Keno Junior High, worst fucking middle school. Or junior high, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would have a better education chasing, chasing pigeons around a parking lot. And I'm sure you would agree with that, too. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Westwood. Hold on. No, no, because I, I went to Westwood. I That's fucking, school. <laughs> I transferred out. I was fortunate enough uh-huh. to transfer out of Westwood and go yeah. play at Mountain View. And going into junior, senior year of high school, um, I played basketball for my high school. And uh, we had a, a teammate by the name of Tyrone. I think his name kind of gives his race away. Okay. But uh, he, he was on probation. He got in some trouble. And they released him, allowed him to try to further his education. And the stipulations were, is that any trouble whatsoever, he would go back to jail. And... You know, him being a good friend of mine, you know, I, I wanted to look out for him. But there is a certain person at our school that always thought it would be funny to try to, you know, push him. Try, try to push him over that spot so he would uh, end up getting in trouble. So we talk about, like, antagonizing. Yes, him. exactly. Antagonizing to intentionally. To, to try to get in trouble. You know, making, okay. making stupid comments, you know, calling him names that don't need to be called, you know. I personally find them offensive, so, you know. What kind of, what kind of names are we so, talking about? 
Uh, we're like knuckle dragger. Knuckle dragger. Okay. Um, we're we're looking the porch monkey. You know the stereotypical, you know, okay. racist names that would, you know, piss anybody off. Absolutely. That Absolutely. has a normal sense of thinking. Correct. You know. Um, do you know why he would do this, or it's just the just the fact that it was, he was just antagonizing? No, it was. It started a few years prior over a girl. Okay. And it was just one of those things, you know, you have that one person at school that you thoroughly hate. Mm -hmm. I think that was just uh, the ticket for him. Okay. okay. Just thoroughly hated him. And uh, we were getting ready to begin our basketball season. Mm -hmm. And uh, things between him and him and the, the kid's name was Dennis yeah. escalated quickly. Okay. I mean, we're talking like they would meet up in the restroom and get ready to throw down, but some of us would break up the fight. Okay. Well, we get towards the end of the school year. And uh, I kept giving Dennis warnings, and I told him, I was like, hey, man, just chill out. It's almost the summer. You don't have to see each other for, you know, three, four months. Well, a couple of days later, he ended up calling Tyrone the N-word okay. in my presence. Okay. Absolutely pissed me off. Mm -hmm. Pissed me off to no end. To the point where I lost my rationality and my cool okay. and I picked Dennis up and I put him through a table um, wow. okay. so our kind of how to explain it is our tech lab at school yes. led into a restroom area we had those like picnic like wooden tables I got what you're saying you okay. know so okay. you know like what the wrestlers use yeah. but we had computers set up and an L shape on them well, I just picked him up. I mean, obviously, you see how big I am. Right. I was the same size in high school, 6'4", you know. But oh, I was, shit. You, I, you were the same size in I, high school? I was 6'4", 200 pounds in high school. Well, I'm definitely not the same size I was yeah. in high school. Not so, <laughs> so it, it, it pissed, uh, he pissed everybody off, especially right. me. And at that point, I, uh, principal, obviously, had to, you know, throw down some things Well. I got suspended. I got demoted from captain of the basketball team yeah. down to a bench player. Those consequences. Yeah. But so I got kicked out of Mountain View. Okay. Since we'll go down that path. Yeah. Thought I was uh, knew it all. Going to be a professional skateboarder. Watch my kickflip. Mm -hmm. um, that shit didn't happen. <laughs> Blew out my knee. <laughs> Blew out my knee like six weeks in that adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, told my grandmother I go back to school. Dropped out 16. Mm -hmm. Saw everybody else succeeding around me. Went back to school, Sun Valley. Mm -hmm. um, close friend of mine passed away, Courtney. She was hit by a drunk driver. Yep. Um, took a toll on me. I used that as an excuse to leave. And then I, I came across um, New Samaritan High School, which is no longer there. It's now a batting cage off of Stapley in the 60. Mm -hmm. It's called D-Bats. Great place to play softball, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> <Same story>. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though I left him a two-star review because of the customer service. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where that's where the whole incident with Tyrone happened. Yeah. There was a hundred and hundred and forty-eight kids in the school mm -hmm. total, mm -hmm. and there was twelve in my graduating high school class. Right. 
Not hard to be the smartest it's, there. Yeah. And you're yeah. talking about Sun Valley, right? Um, yeah, Sun yeah, Valley. Sun Valley. So, yeah. Yeah. you know. <laughs> Listen, if you had any fucking smarts, if you had any type of smarts and you went to and you transferred to Sun Valley, you was graduating out of there in two or three months. You were with honors. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, exactly. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> you, you would have like four different gold tassels. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just the one on your hat. But. <laughs> I went to school for two months and I yeah. graduated. 38 credits in yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dennis's mom, we're going to call her Karen. Okay. Um, through the uh, the card, he hurt my son really bad, so they pressed criminal charges. Mm. So, so I could speed up the process and get this over and done with. Um, we went through the courts. I pled guilty to one count of threatening intimidation um, instead of aggravated assault. Mm-hmm. They gave me the judge gave me, you know, ninety days in jail, my summer break. So basically, two days after summer, I had to report to Ten City. Well, I had to go report to Durant or Fourth Avenue, okay. and then from there I went through the process, and then I spent the time in in uh, Tent City. And then about three weeks before school started, mm-hmm. and I got released. You know, parents t- took me on vacation, and you know, oh, it's okay, not a big deal. Let's let's move on. But uh, that was that was my upbringing. I kind of mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. sidetracked here, but no, I've been. I would say that I've been blessed to be able to quote unquote the American dream. How did that? How did that? How did that action with what you did? How do you think it affected you mentally? Well, two things. Um, it gave me an appreciation of knowing that now that I'm a, a grown man, that there are consequences, no matter what you do whether that's rational thinking or not rational thinking mm-hmm. and you're accountable for your actions at all times. Okay. Yeah. So the, that's, that's the biggest thing I took away from it. Okay. Second thing I took away from it is, is you, you always have the, I wouldn't say always, you typically have the ability to stop, think and process. Yeah, and, but, and, you're, but you're right, explain, but you're right. doing this too. You, you know, you right. think now as an adult, yeah. we obviously think about it like that now. Yeah. But obviously, as a teenager, full of testosterone, yeah. you're probably fucking. not fucking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you're probably not thinking, stopping, and rationalizing anything. You probably just went and just went on and did what you had to do. Exactly, and that's that's yeah. what I did. Yeah. I just said screw it, picked them up, slammed them. Got a rise out of it, just like everybody else. And I took my consequences. I will say this, though. It was very cool after the fact. When I got released, the judge contacted my grandmother and told me, and made an appointment for us to come in. And he told me, if I can maintain a 3.8 or higher, that he would expunge it off my record. Um. So we presented the my diploma and my transcripts to um, the judge, okay. and at that point later, I got a letter from the Department of Correction. About three months later, 
letting me know, confirming, or Department of Correction, Department of Justice okay. um, in Arizona, like, confirming that my record was expunged and it would no longer, you know, follow me. It wouldn't hinder me moving forward. Okay. So that was very cool. Uh, ultimately, what I what I took away from it, like I explained earlier, is you're responsible for your actions at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I'm always trying to be the funny one in the room. Okay. Um, this is probably the most serious you've ever seen me. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, there's a responsibility, anything that comes out of your mouth. So I guess the reason why, I guess, just looking at the situation and looking at where you're coming in, like far as telling your story, it doesn't go the same way for mm-hmm. minorities. Right. right. So if we took that same action in our hands, whether it was helping, whether it was, you know, just trying to do the right thing, it doesn't always end up like that. Right. Right. We're judged harsh, uh, harshly and we're judged uh, more strict, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to the judge, just like you said, like, hey, bring up your grades 3.8. You're good. It's expunged from your record. This was a mistake. Yeah. It, they don't look at it like that for minorities. Yeah. However. However, there is yes, yeah, so, social. There, there, there is some privilege. I was, with, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I, I will say that there is privilege. Right, there's white privilege. Yes, and now since I guess you know since about maybe a few years back, there's been this thing called black privilege, and I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna dive into it <laughs> okay. just a little bit. So black, right. <laughs> black privilege is us being who we are and not being ashamed of it. You know yes. what I mean? Not being ashamed of who we are, our skin tone, mm-hmm. how we act, what things we might do, you know, because another race might not be able to mm-hmm. do what we could do. And it's kinda like this yeah. whole black privilege thing, which is not it's not a bad thing and I get where where it was going, but I mean, it's also the white privilege. Well, right, too, right. It's because two sides. It's, yeah, it's, it's two sides of the coin. Because, again, you got you got situations where, let's just go back to your to your friend, Tyrone. Yeah. Right? I put that on an application. Yeah. Or I put that, I fill that out. I might not get the job. Yeah, exactly. But, That's but, a... you know, Richard, <laughs> Richard <laughs> Richard's going to get the job. <laughs> Mr. You know? Dick's going to get exactly. a phone call. Exactly. Yeah. getting that phone call back. Yeah. So, I mean... For me, growing up, right, so I've had to jump through certain hoops, right, just uh-huh. to kind of get ahead. But obviously, with my name being Eric, it kind of gradually got me to different places. Yes. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, but that that does play a big part in how we move in society and what hoops we have to jump through. And again, it just goes back to this whole, we have to jump through hoops constantly, constantly, right. constantly, constantly get to where we want to just to just to get to the normalcy, I'll say, just to get to the normalcy of maybe a white person, mm-hmm. we might have to jump through so many hoops. Yeah, it's it's from what I'm understanding, it's just not a, a level playing field. It's not. Like, it's not, and it's never been a level playing field from the beginning, which is what's fucked up. Right. It's never been a level playing field. I I absolutely you know I will agree. Obviously, we've both taken U.S. history. Right. You know, we, we know what has occurred through, you know, 60s and 70s, exactly. you know, the, be, the it, bullshit that happened in the 90s. Right. You the know, bullshit that happened in the 90s continuing to yeah. happen, you know, but here's the, here's the, here's the crazy thing, right? The crazy thing is 
everybody, and this is like school-wide, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody is told that um, blacks or our race started in slavery. We didn't. Before we yeah. got here, we were a, a race of right. kings, queens, the whole nine yards. Right. But that shit is not taught in schools. It's not. We're, we're, we're told that we came in and slavery. Yeah, there's, there's part of the beginning of the book that's missed. That's and we, missing. We, we pick up halfway through. A few fucking through. chapters. Yeah. <laughs> a few fucking chapters. But see, and, and that's the thing. So jumping back for me, like what is Black Lives Matter, right? Uh -huh. So it's, a, it's an activist group. Obviously, they started, uh, I think, in 2016, right? And so for me, um, because I, I had the same mentality when it first started up, you know, with this whole Black Lives Matter, I'm like, I'm married to a Mexican woman, mm -hmm. and uh, I have an interracial relationship. You know, my kids are biracial. So right. for me, I felt similar to how you feel, right? Like, all lives matter. What, what right. the hell? You know? So for me, I was, I was standing on that coin, too. Like, well, all lives matter until these recent things started happening. That's it, actually what brought it, brought it up to me. Right. I mean, I can tell you, sit here tell you, I have a nursing degree. Mm -hmm. And watching somebody choke to death, I right. mean. I mean, what the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, right. like, it pisses me off to the point of almost tears right now. Like, I, I can see them, I can see them. Like, what, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, it doesn't take four animals. people. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get that. And so for me, just jumping into you know, this, 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 you know, what is Black Lives Matter compared to uh, All Lives Matter? Right. The problem with that is what's being shown on a daily basis, even till this day, with the riots that are happening in Minneapolis, you know, and, and, and what is being shown is we are constantly being killed okay. by police. So let me ask you that this way then. Okay. It's only what you're being shown. Yes. What about the other side of the coin? Like how we discussed, you know, yesterday. Mm -hmm. There was an officer involved shooting. Mm -hmm. Yes, please tell the story. Yes. Tell the story. So, so there is an officer involved shooting. Um, roughly, I want to say thousand yards from my house okay. um, in East Mesa and uh, I mean I don't know the full details all that was told was 30 second clip on the news a white male was shot by an MCSO officer and they just left it at that that is it I still can't find anything on it and that's been two and a half three weeks mm -hmm. so uh, I mean I can tell you that if we go to the ATM right now you'll see some blood on the ground but that's it. And it, and it. and it shows that this shit is happening everywhere. Yeah. Regardless so, of the race, it's, it's happening everywhere. So one of the things that I've been wondering is, is it, is the media pushing an agenda? Or, I mean, like, for instance, this COVID-19. Yes. For anybody who's listening, I apologize. But as a nurse, the swine flu is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> the flu is way worse. Okay. <laughs> um, however, okay. I respect your decisions to <laughs> hibernate, face masks, yeah. 
and Lysol the hell out of every area you've been in. Good for you. I just don't understand why everything is exaggerated and not pertaining to police shootings, yes. but on the news, it's, it's like, it's like the boogeyman was under your bed from 9.30 a.m. to 11.45. Don't go to sleep yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for me, it's, well, shit, I don't have a good place to go get my source. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I watch CNN, all of a sudden I'm a Democrat. I watch Fox News, I'm a Trump supporter. Um, you know, or, you know, or I mention anything pertaining to the 45th president, I'm a racist. So it, it goes back to me being racist, no matter what celebrity I talk about. But there, and how I feel is an agenda is being pushed. And I can agree with that. Because, I mean, I did research. Uh, since we've been talking, right. you know, I, I stayed up majority of last night just trying to find numbers, mm-hmm. you know, just to be more educated because coming in and you're talking to you, yeah. you're obviously, you, you have that side of the coin already. Correct. So seeing that there are more white males being shot, that is not my defense of a black unarmed man being shot. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely a bullshit excuse. If he is unarmed, you don't pull a gun on him. Right. Right. You know, you don't pull a gun on him, and you don't fucking sit. You don't put your knee on his neck until it, he fucking dies. Or, it, it, exactly. You don't, you don't or like, do this shit to, to, to kill or like, let me go. Let's kind of jump to my home state of New York. I know you're enjoying the show, but we gotta pay some bills. Period. I started my own clothing line. It's called Weird. What is weird, and why would you want to wear it? You ask. Well, let me explain. Weird stands for Wonderful, Entertaining, Interesting, Rich Dork. If you can't find out who you are in one of those words, then this is simply not for you. I created this brand as an anti-bullying clothing line, but for you, it may mean something totally different, and that's okay. Your clothes should have a meaning. With Weird, it's right front and center, if you're only looking for what's on the surface. So if you feel like me, pick up some Weird, wear it proudly, and support something good. You can check it all out at weirdclothingcompany.com. That's Weird Clothing Company, the small brand that fights back. Now back to the show. Um, I was raised in New York, and there was an incident, I believe in the Bronx, where dude was getting his pack of cigarettes or trying to pull a pack of cigarettes out, and he he was choked to death. There's another black dude. Okay. Um, This was all over the news. Happened for a little bit. you know, there weren't riots, but there were, you know, a bunch of protests yeah. in New York. It simmered down, mm-hmm. you know, and then we get a bunch of illnesses and Trump this, Trump that, and the media that gets pushed. Mm-hmm. But it, it seemed like a pattern going from that situation in like 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. It's just a pattern of bad news of, oh, something happened. A black guy died in the news. Something happened. Another black guy died in the news. Mm-hmm. As a white person, I became numb to it. I didn't care. Mm. I did not care because it was the same stuff. Right. right. I didn't care until I saw that video of Mr. Floyd. I think I think a lot of Americans, and, and I mean, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of Americans 
that have been watching the news as of late or has been watching any type of media mm. have become numb to what's going yeah, on. Because it's... I mean if we just take it past if we take it past this isolated incident that happened um, with Mr. Floyd and we take it past, you know, school shootings, yeah. mass shootings, you know, uh, those are happening rapidly now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's just like I think in general we've all become numb to some shit happening. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you're just not safe regardless of where you go. Right. And I just got fed up being numb. There there is a certain point where you turn it off mm -hmm. or you do something about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what impact I'm ever going to make on the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to reach some some chief in the police department that's white and goes, oh shit, maybe we should have new protocols. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I want to better myself and better my wife, better my kids. Okay. That's why I'm sitting in this chair. Good, good. Because if it starts at my home, yeah, that means that there are five other people that are taking what I have to say the heart and applying it. And that five could potentially go to five more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I'm sitting here, you know, tired of being numb because nobody deserves to die. Absolutely. I, I don't give a shit what type of traffic violation it was. I mean, shit, if you're surfing on your car butt naked, you know, eating a pizza, right. you don't deserve to be choked you're to death. You're going to get surfed right behind that. And it's, yeah. It's, the, the, the fun thing about that is, is based, based off of our conversation that we had, um, I told you, this could have been me, this could have been you, yeah. it could have been anybody, right? But be, because of the situation and what we've already been going through is what heightens it. I would, like to, I would like to touch on something after you're done with that. Yeah, yeah, no, go for it. So, go for it. How you said it could be me or you. Yeah. I think if we jump back to the privilege part, mm -hmm. the privilege is my family would have got an attorney and sued the shit out of the police department. The rest of my family would have been wealthy while yours just gets a, a acquittal trial. Right, right. That's the pattern that right. I've seen. Right, and, and it, you're absolutely right. I mean, and it takes you to say that. Yeah. That you're absolutely right. That's exactly what, what would happen. I mean, right now, because so much press press is on this certain situation. Mm -hmm. Now they're calling, the governor's calling for uh, this police to be arrested. Yeah. Um, but one of the questions that stuck out that uh, the mayor asked is what happens to the other officers that were there? So there was the one cop that had his knee on the neck of Mr. Floyd. And then there's the other cops that were there. Okay. What happens with them? This he is couldn't answer. This is my thought process on that. Mm -hmm. Me, you, and your brother-in-law. We, we break into someone's house. You shoot and kill somebody. I'm raiding the refrigerator looking for gold teeth. Mm -hmm. You know, your brother-in-law is in the other room. We didn't see you kill someone. We're accessories of murder still. Yeah, exactly. We, we broke in the house. Exactly. You know, I maybe not necessarily a murder charge, mm -hmm. but... No, you, you're right. You're an accessory to murder right. because you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. And, 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 this, and again, this shit's flipped on the other side of the coin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They are, this shit happens, right? Uh, uh, let, a, let, a, let this shit flip, right? Yeah. They are going to throw the book at this black person. So I think 
Well, I, I, I know. I agree with the accessory to murder. Yeah. But if you've seen the video as much as I have, I can tell you that if there is a counter on my phone, it's probably been 200 times. Mm -hmm. There is an Asian officer. Okay. While Mr. Floyd is on the ground, mm -hmm. screaming he can't breathe, looking around like a jackass. Right. I'm sure you've seen it. Absolutely have. Instead of having his hands in his pockets, he could have told his, yeah, said, tapped his body on his shoulders. Right. Say, hey, man, cool your shit. Right. There's cameras around. Right. You know, despite the cameras being there. Yeah. Hey, man, there's cameras around. Get up. But you, but let, let me touch on that really quick. Because I think now it's just more cameras around the seat. Yeah. Because back in the day, this shit was happening. 60s, 70s, on up until today, this shit was happening. It's just that more cameras are around to be able to see what the fuck's really going on. And I think that gets people involved. But what's your stance on the police right now? How do you feel about cops now? Um, to be honest, I feel the same way as I felt yesterday, okay. the day before, okay. the day before that. Okay. And the day before that, which that is, I'm for the police. Okay. You know, I don't believe that there's, you know, every cop that I come in contact with mm -hmm. is bad. I have good friends that are on the Mesa PD. Okay. I have good friends that are on MCSO. Mm -hmm. I had an interview back in 2017, which you can Google, um, Sadie's father, um, and Sadie's father is Mesa Police on Google. And it's the second line on the article on Inside Edition. They did an article about me taking my daughter, who spent her allowance at four years old, to buy the police officer flowers after the Dallas shooting mm -hmm. because she saw me upset crying mm -hmm. that innocent officers were dying. Mm -hmm. Just the same tears that I shed over Mr. Floyd dying. So I don't think that all cops are bad. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think that there's a bunch of assholes. Absolutely. You know, I, I agree with that. But also, I believe that comes with a job. However, you do not get to kill somebody because you have a badge on. So, let me ask you this. Do you feel like... Do you feel like the cops, like they protect their own? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So, what is the difference between a crip or a blood gang member and a cop. What's the difference? Face value or dig deeper in it? it it's up to you because one wears a badge. Right. And okay. enforces the law. So. And, and one is a. I am not familiar with. Is it end, just a game? Ahead. To me, to me, it's just a. Um, it's just another game. We could justify like a sheriff's posse. Okay. In there, if we replace police with sheriff posse, yes, um, these people are sworn in to protect, mm -hmm. serve and protect. Not all do, um, and they I mean, obviously they get paid big bucks, but and, and Chris and Blood don't get paid big bucks, okay. but uh, <laughs> um, the badge. I, I mean. I would say the education, the badge, the money, um, 
Yeah, I, I honestly never thought about that. That was more of an on spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can see my reaction. Yeah. Because I'm You're thinking. thinking about it like, wait, uh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so. Maybe. That's, yeah. that's how I've always felt, right? And I've been put down with my face in the ground. Matter of fact, I will tell you a story. So for me, when I was in Minnesota and I was young and I had no business, no fucking business with a cap gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, at at my age, right? I was just playing around with my brother, but I purposely, I purposely took the center. Uh, it was a six shooter. Okay. Anybody knows the six shooter? Yeah. Okay? I purposely removed the six shooter out of this cap gun that was orange, and replaced it with another cap gun that I seen the center the center part that was black. Okay. This is my own dumbass fault. Okay? okay. However, I was playing around with my brother. My brother took it from me. We're walking with a group of it was a group of me and my friends. We're walking to a store in Minnesota. If you all are familiar with Holiday Plus, they're probably not around anymore. But there was a store called Holiday Plus, and we were walking in Friendly, Minnesota, up to the store. We're playing around. We're jabbing the gun in each other's ribs. We're, you know, screwing around as kids. And I'll be damned if there wasn't at least 10 squad cars that pulled up and told us, freeze, get on the ground, face down. It was fucking wet because of the snow. So it was wet, nasty, muddy. They told us to get down. And I mean, we're kids. They know we're kids, Mm -hmm. you know? So we're kids. They told us to get down on the ground, face down. I think my brother ended up having the gun at that point in time. They took it from him. You know, they talked to us a little bit, found out our age, found out where we live. After that incident, we were let go, right? And I'm not saying anything about them not taking it seriously because my dumb ass, I, I did right. that, right? I did that. So I get where the police are reactive to certain situations. I get that. But then you have another incident that just recently happened where a gentleman is bird watching in New York and a lady that's nearby has her dog off the leash and he asked her to put her dog on the leash. Per bark policy, right? Per the policy. And she goes into this whole fucking thing about him attacking her and making this whole big thing and elevating her voice while she's on the phone with the operator, the police, and just trying to make this whole big scene. So the police rush there, and in most instances that's been happening lately, they're not asking questions. Right. If they feel like someone is in danger, they're pulling their gun out, and they're blowing this person away. So this could have been another incident where this where this you know, a, a, a man who just asked politely, hey, can yeah. you put your dog on a leash, could have been killed. So I, I want to kind of back up sure. with, with, with something. You mentioned the incident with the cap gun. Yes. Let me touch on white privilege. Okay. Um, so I lived off of Stapley University. Okay. It's called the Park Apartments now. Um, right there off of university and um, exposed to the street. Mm-hmm. Lived in a front apartment. We had those silver cap guns, the okay. the nineteen eleven. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, like the old western. Cap yeah. Gun. Uh, yes, but 
instead of the six shooter, yes, it took the roll. Okay. So it had a it had a hammer that came down. Mm-hmm. We were playing in front of the apartment complex, maybe ten of us, mm-hmm. and we had our shirts off, you know, kind of playing cops and robbers, cops and robbers. In, in a sense, and. Three or four police rolled up on us. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Sam Curry um, was there with us, and uh, he was the only one that uh, was walked to his house. They told the rest of us to go home. They took the guns, mm. and mm. they uh, they had a conversation with him and his parents. So, jumping back to this whole Black Lives Matter, yeah. why it started, right? I think, and I could be wrong, but it started from the pain. It started from the pain of what we're going through as minorities, as blacks, as young, old. It does not matter. I think it started from the pain of just that. We're tired of being dogged out. We're tired of being fucking killed. We're tired of being pushed aside. You know, we're tired of not having or struggling just to get enough. So. And even and even and even in that instant, when you have enough, the fucking goal line is moved, right? Mm-hmm. So we figure in we're gonna get to this goal line. The goal line gets moved. Yeah, it's just an unfair advantage, and I think that's where this shit stemmed from, because majority of the situations are happening to minorities and blacks. So let me ask you this: since we're in a sense, metaphorically talking about goal lines and success. Yes. Where would you say? Where would I say what? Where would you say your goal line is? And where, where, are you, where would I say my have, goal line have is? Have you succeeded your goal line? Or is your goal line consistently being pushed in front of you? For Got me, it. it's a mindset, right? I that agree. I wake up with every day, whether it's I'm going to push myself or whether I'm going to stay in the fucking bed and not do anything. Right. That's my choice. Um, however, I do know the higher you go, the less you see of my skin color. And that right there is the goal line that I look at, I guess, uh, uh, systematically. Right. Because we don't get to make any fucking rules. We don't get to make any type of rules on shit. We have to struggle fight, fin, we get there, we think we're doing good, bam, we're here, we're, we're, we're doing something, but we don't get to make the rules. The rules have already been created and made for us. And we are uh, people that, uh, people of race that have to follow the fucking rules as to where Billy is born into this shit. Yeah. And even if Billy had to struggle and get to this goal line, he is surrounded by his race to bring him up and say, hey, this is how you're supposed to do it. This is how, that's how you get generational wealth. Yes. So this is how you do it. This is how you make this move. You make this move this way. This is how you do it, right? Yeah. And, and as, as a black man, right, I'm looking to try, try to provide generational wealth for my kids, as, as you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody is looking to provide some type of generational wealth. So when you say the goal line, what's the, where's the goal line for me? The goal line is just once I get to where I want to get to, not feeling out of place. Because let me tell you another story. I'll go into another story with you. 
And this could just be, for me, it could be all in my head. Right. Right? You, you just never fucking know in this situation. You just don't know. So I was working for a company. And uh, when I went into this company, I felt like I was going to kick everybody's ass. It was sales. So I was like, I'm going to kick everybody's ass in here. I'm going to be the number one salesperson. That was my goal. That was the first goal anyways. <laughs> I get to this goal. Okay. Once I got to this goal and I started going around the, the meetings within the company, it was less of me. And that made me feel so fucking out of place. I can't even begin to tell you how out of place I felt because there was less of me and there was no, there was less of me on, and, and this is on two fronts, right? There was less of me in my race and there was also less of me in my age. So I felt aged out, right? you know what I mean? And, and not to mention I was, I was black. So I'm, I'm looking around like, damn, okay. So and either I'm the only one pushing, <laughs> either I'm the only one fucking pushing or what the fuck is going on here? You know, I ultimately ended up leaving the company or whatnot, but that's how I felt. And I'm sure right. for the next person that is there, you know, trying to get to this next level, this is what awaits them. It, it reminds me of going into, and I'm not saying my plight is the same thing, but it reminds me of going into Colin Kaepernick, right? Right. This is what the fuck he kneeled for, you know, because you don't get to make any rules and he's kneeling for something and they came down on this man. They came down on him. Okay. So you know? that one, I will say, is kind of touchy. Yeah. Um, what does the flag represent for you? The flag for me represents a bunch of rules that I'm not privy to, to make it. It is a flag, and I respect it. I do. So I don't want anybody to get it twisted and mm -hmm. think I don't respect it. But until I'm able to make rules, until my people are able to make any type of movement within this country, to be honest with you, I think we don't belong here. This ain't our country. We were brought here to make a living. And whatever this flag represented from the beginning, you know what I mean? We weren't a part of that shit. We didn't make up any rules. We didn't, we didn't come up with the colors. We, didn't, we wasn't a part of it. Um, I see where you're, you're sitting there. Mm -hmm. However, um, familiar what happened in World War II? Yes. Uh, how generally most men left the country, mm -hmm. fought for the war. Mm -hmm. If they weren't able to, they worked in factories. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you earned, or people of color earned that flag mm. just as well mm -hmm. as white people, brown people, mm -hmm. Navajos, mm -hmm. or let me just say Native Americans. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Did you know it's going to be somebody yeah. in the comments that fucking go ham, but go. Yeah, Native <laughs> Americans. Okay. Um, especially the co-talkers. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all earned that flag. And I think we can look back, at least from, from where we sit today, mm -hmm. at least back to a family member that partook in that. Absolutely. Um, so that puts the relative perspective of the flag in, in my hands. Okay. Um, 
I feel that the flag represents freedom. Um, we probably have two different definitions of freedom. Yes, we do. But I can tell you that we're both exercising one right now. Yeah, yeah, freedom of speech. Um, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I'm pro on the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. I even text you yeah. and asked you if I could carry inside your home. Absolutely. Um, with more thought. Mm -hmm. I respectfully did not bring it in the house. Just, okay. you know, just respectfully. That's fine. Um, yeah, no. yeah. But uh, I, I think the Constitution was laid out as rules. And I think if somebody wants to change those rules mm -hmm. or add which you can't really change them. Right. But we can put laws in place. There is a way to do that. And I think... But how do we go about doing that, right? Because we, we, we've we talked about this, and, and, and I'm throwing a name. Shout out to uh, Dr. Uh, Claude Anderson. He is, if you haven't got a chance to look into him, you should. Uh, basically, he talks about there is... Uh, Cujo is another one. I'm going to throw his name out there, too. Cujo from the Goody Mob is another one. We talk about two constitutions, mm -hmm. okay? There was the one constitution that we all know today, okay? okay. And then there was a constitution just for blacks and slaves, okay? There was two of them that were wrote, all right? From the beginning, which, I again, with the constitution... Again, we had no say-so in how this shit was supposed to lay out, right? Once that thing came into law and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and came into government and everything like that, it was more harder for blacks and minorities because once this came in, it changed everything for whites. It didn't change everything for blacks, except for it got harder. Right. And so my question is, is how do, how do we get to a position to where we do change the laws? I'm going to quote somebody else, J. Cole. He came up with a fucking brilliant idea. One of his ideas was in regards to like the voting system. He talked about making it accessible via text or via by your phone. This is bullshit that we got to fucking go to these polls every single time to vote. And I'm not saying anything about voting because yeah. I think that's a right in itself. Right. However, it should be made simpler. We are in the fucking 20th century and we're still doing shit like back in the day in, in regards to that. And not only that, it's so much crookedness that goes on behind that shit. It's like, but that's the same how thing. How do we get a fucking fair shake? The quote-unquote Russian hackers and right, all that. Right. If we do it from our cell phones, who's responsible for that? Right. So if right. let's just say, hypothetically, that I vote for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Somebody hacks my phone, or hacks the network, and switches sixty percent of them mm -hmm. to the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. Then what? Whereas with the voting booth, you go in, you fill out your ballot with your ID, mm -hmm. you walk it over to a station, mm -hmm. and you slide it in a machine, mm -hmm. it gets tallied, you get a cool little sticker that says you're American, 
<laughs> and you'll walk out. I love that. <laughs> so I thought you was gonna say get a cool little sticker that said I vote it. Uh, yeah. That's 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 awesome. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, for me, I, I'll be honest, man. I, I mean, I love, I love, love everything about being an American. Okay. Because I don't know anything else. Okay. I'm sure. That if I lived in Canada, I would like Puntain. Um, <laughs> you know, or. You would be a Drake lover too. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would start at the bottom, but I mean, you know. Uh, uh, shout yeah. out to Drake. Yeah. Man. You know, bash him, but. But yeah, I, I did like I... the grassy. That, that, I will say Nickelodeon was probably developed by white people because exactly. it was uh, exactly. that and SpongeBob. <laughs> I get where you're coming from in the fact that, you know, you love America, you love where it's coming from, you know, that's because that's all you know. Right. I like that analogy because I think that's anybody that's born here, that is all we know. Right. And I, I would hate to say that my friends in high school mm-hmm. and the people I grew up with mm-hmm. didn't die in vain. I mean that's okay. They, they, so, they they're the reason, and, and this is only my opinion. Okay. They're 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 the reasons that I can you know get up in the morning at five thirty and watch Big Bang Theory instead of having to report to a factory putting pencils together. I know you're enjoying the show, but we gotta pay some bills. Period. Growing up, making music was a dream of mine. Now, to have my daughters by my side creating with me is a blessing. They both make an appearance on my latest album, One Year Plan. I'm Eric, everything real is known. You're listening to Track 13, Lyric Battle, featuring my daughter, July. Give it a quick Shazam. Or you can listen to the whole album by searching One Year Plan on Spotify, Apple Music, and any other streaming platforms. Now back to the show. Yeah. They're the reason that I, I, I get to get that cool little sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get to dictate how I'm a father and what is, what is the norm for my family. I'm not told. You know, I get to play on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I get to pick the job. I get to pick my school, you know. Right. But, <laughs> but see, but see, there goes privilege. Yeah. Right. Because what you're told, and this is if you grow up in, you know, uh, urban area of America, mm-hmm. right, you're going to either be dead or in jail by a certain age. This is what you learn. This is what you've been told. And it's a it's it's, it's urban areas, it's ghettos, it's projects every fucking way. So it is. What what I am understanding is I didn't grow up in the greatest neighborhoods either. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with two parents in the household. Mm-hmm. My grandfather who adopted me died in ninety one. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother um, you know, she raised me, you know, up until I was eighteen. Just her in the home. Mm-hmm. And 
it really sucks that I have to say this, but sounds like the only difference between and please don't don't take this wrong. I'm gonna categorize them and whites. Okay. You speak, you speaking about blacks? Yes, and whites. yes, yes. Just say blacks and whites. Bla- blacks Just and say, whites. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't is, make it awkward by saying yeah. them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Because at that point I'm gonna say. Who the hell is them? <laughs> More common thread. By saying them? Yeah. So, <laughs> so is it's the privilege. This podcast is produced and recorded by me. I'm the only one behind the scenes making this podcast happen. So listening and spreading the word would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I'm sure your ears will thank your brain later. You can now purchase inconsistently consistent podcast merch at weirdclothingcompany.com. Inconsistently consistent. I'm out. This episode of Inconsistently Consistent was produced and recorded by Eric G. Polk, a.k.a. Everything Real is Known. This is a Weird Recordings production.